And welcome to Rayim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. So happy you're joining me on JRoot Radio, which can be found on jrootradio.com and JRoot Radio Hotline, which is 718-506-9099, the JRoot Radio app. For those of you who are new listeners, here's what we do. We try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. Now, we do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Ladies and gentlemen, today's an exciting show. And I, I say that all the time, but today really is an exciting show. This is a live show, June 18th, Rosh Chodesh. Happy Rosh Chodesh to everyone. This is a really pivotal show. And the reason I'm telling you this is because the, the, the week that's coming up, and we all know this, is not a simple week. There are going to be a lot of challenges this week, a lot of challenges. We'll talk about some of them in a second. But I will tell you, what I like calling this week is a transitionary week. Why do I say this? Because what we're doing is we're shifting from the school year, for those of us who have children, to the summer. And that shift could be done smoothly or it could be done with a lot of, or chas shalom, we can have a lot of challenges. And what we're going to try to do today, Bezrat Hashem, is we are going to try to help you to be able to alleviate all the stress and the pressure and all the worries that you have about the upcoming week because it's not going to be a simple week, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be a simple week. What am I talking about? Okay. So let's start. What's happening now is very simple. A lot of us who have children, school's over. If it has, it's not over yet, it's going to be over the tomorrow, the next day, and here's what's going to happen. What's going to happen is we're shifting. We're shifting from the school year. A lot of our children, those of us who have children, are going to go to camps. That's number one. A lot of us are going either to local camps or to sleepaway camps. Some of us are going to bungalow colonies. It's a lot involved. What am I talking? Here, first of all, we're talking about shopping, packing, moving. It, it's, you know, it sounds simple, but it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's really a lot, and it could become overwhelming. And when we're talking about shopping, packing, moving, we have to remember that a lot of our children are going to be home. If our children are home, okay, it sounds simple. Okay, our children are home. But those of us who have a lot of children, some of us could have six, seven, eight, maybe 10, 12 children. Kanai Nahara, as they say. Baruch Hashem, today a lot of us have a lot of children. But having children at home is not simple. First of all, the little kids are very, very demanding. We have to keep them busy. we got to find some sort of schedule for them. Otherwise, just taking care of the children. Like, how are we supposed to prepare for camp? You know, sometimes it's so frustrating. How am I supposed to prepare for camp or bungalow colony or anything while taking care of the children? Saying, I have to pack. I need help. How am I supposed to do this myself? I'm going crazy. I need a little bit of help over here, please. So what we need to do is we have to really work together. This is like... Like This is like the ultimate Shalom Bayes week. I love this week. Why? Because this week, if we work together, everything will like, first of all, everything will work great. But in addition to that, we really could, we have an opportunity to connect. If we're there for each other this week, we can both feel, both husband and wife can both feel like, wow, we were there for each other. This was a tough week. But you know, the children now are on camp. Everything is a little more relaxed. And Baruch Hashem, we did this together. And I really want to thank you because... I don't know how I would have done this without you. I really don't know how I would have done this without you. This is the conversation we're aiming for, by the way, after this week. Hopefully you'll have this conversation, as opposed to the following conversation, which was, you know, I, I, all I can tell you is that I feel like I had to shoulder this all by myself, and, and there was nobody to help me, 
and and I'm just going crazy here, and it's not fair, and I really don't want to talk to you now. That's not a conversation we want to have. So how do we prevent that? You know, I talk about preventive resolution. How do we prevent that? We prevent that by working together, working together as a team. Now I'm not going to you know, give you the, the you know the, the the grand idioms and tell you, oh, we got to work together as a team. It's so important. How do we do that? That's the question. That's what this show is about. Lemaisa, tachlis, tektemi, Rabbi Greenfield, tachlis, lainyan. How do I do it? Okay, Rabbi Greenfield, I hear it, but what, what do you want me to do? Okay, so first of all, I also want to I also want to mention one thing before we talk about the stress. Because a lot of these stressors sounds like there's all the ladies' stresses, but there's a lot of stress for the men as well, and that's and that's finances. Finances is always a stress for the men. For most of the community, yeah, I just probably could say for most of the community, everybody's strapped. Everybody's strapped today, and even the the people Baruch Hashem who have a nice parnasa, it's still hard for them also because you know all of a sudden all these expenses pop up, and it's like, you know, the, the kids really need A B C D E F G. I mean, do we have to get everything on the camp list? By the way, wouldn't you love it if the camp list this year says, "Just bring your child, nothing else." We'll take care of everything else. Well, wishful thinking, right? The reality of it is, is that it's just, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to shop for. And we look at these lists, and you got to buy this, and you got to buy that. And if, you're, if your child's going to an overnight camp, oh boy, do you have a list. And if your child's going to a local camp, you're also going to have a list. This is normal. So instead of getting frustrated, the f- number one is acceptance. Just let's accept it's not going to be an easy week. It's going to be challenging. Together with my spouse, we're going to make it a a, a, an easier week. It's going to be challenging, yet we're going to work together. And at the end of the day, we're going to feel fulfilled. We're going to feel connected. We're going to feel like, wow, we did this together. Okay. So now, number one. Number one is there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress. Now, some of you might not be feeling this stress yet. Maybe your kids aren't home yet. Maybe your grandmothers and grandfathers and all your children are married. Maybe you don't have children. But in any case, for a lot of us, there's a lot of stress, a lot of stress, because there's so much to do. There's so much to do. I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do the other thing, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do everything before the kids go to camp. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do everything without the help of somebody else, especially my husband or especially my wife. Now, I, you know, I say especially my husband because the truth of the matter is most of these responsibilities are really going to be automatically laid on the shoulder of the wife, of the lady. And she's going to be worrying about packing and shopping and moving and this and that, while the husband obviously is working very hard to make the money to be able to do all those stuff. But this is the week, ladies and gentlemen, that we have to like stop like possessing our roles in the marriage and saying, well, this is not my place in the marriage. This is not your place. This is this is my place is only making money. My place is not really helping. I work hard enough to make money for this family. I can't believe you expect me to help. This is the point where we have to sort of like reach out to our spouse and say to ourselves, you know what? This is the right thing to do. I don't want my wife to be upset. I don't want her to be stressed. I love my wife. I care about her. And even though it might not be, you know, maybe I really technically don't have to do this, but this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do. And I'm doing it because Hashem wants me to do it. And if we have those kavanot, if we have that in mind, we see everything is just going to work itself out. So number one, just that attitude where this is the week where we have to like be mevater on our roles and, and start, stop thinking, well, I don't, this is not my responsibility. She should do it. She should have been organized. Why isn't she organized? Talking really to the men now and just to be able to say, okay, I'm going to try to help my wife a little bit more than I usually do because I know that today, this week, she's going to need a lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of help. I'm going to be always there for her. Needs a lot of help. That's number one. Number two for the ladies. 
calm down. I, and I, you know I don't mean this in a bad way. What I mean by that is, of course you're going to feel stressed. Of course you're going to feel pressured. But remember, Hashem is in charge. It's all going to work out. Take a couple of deep breaths. It'll work out. You'll see your husband's going to be there for you. Your children are going to help you. You're not going to be there alone. <coughs> I'm going to help you, Bezat Hashem, guide you on how to speak to your husband. We're going to have a whole show about this and how to speak to your husband, how to motivate your husband, how to motivate your children. Bezrat Hashem. And that's really where it's all at. With HaKadosh Baruch, with Hashem's help, this will be a doable week. It will work out. Now, why am I talking like this? Because if you're going to be pressured, everyone's going to feel it. Your family is going to feel it. Your husband's going to feel it. Everybody's going to feel it. So I can tell you, yeah, you know, speak to your husband, tell him it'll make me very happy. But if it's going to come out in a pressured, tense, criticized, attacking way, it's not going to be received well. Now, I know you're not doing it to attack, criticize, or to shtach, but because you're so tense, it comes out in the wrong way. So the number one thing for all of you who are listening to me today, I know Baksham, a lot of people listen to me. So I'm saying this, please, let's just Take a moment, today's Rosh Chodesh. Hodel Hashem Kitov, Olam Chazdo. It's all good. It's all good. It'll work out. We have Hashem. We're so lucky. We have Hashem. We have Hashem. We have Hashem. And sometimes it's, it's trying for us. You know, okay, I have a Munah, I have Bitachon, but it's hard. Hashem will be there for us. He will be there for us. But that Hashem, it'll all work out. We have to calm down together collectively because otherwise the pressure is going to be felt by the whole family. The pressures will be going to be felt by your husbands. It's going to be felt, and for the men also. I know a lot of you are pressured financially. Calm down. It's okay. Hashem is going to help you. Davin Hashem, it'll work out. You know it always works out. You know, like, every year it's the same thing. What's going to happen? How's it going to work out? What am I going to do? There's so much pressure. You're right, it's pressure, but Hashem will take care of it for you. It all ha always has worked out, and it always will work out, because Baruch Hashem, Hashem is on our side. Hashem Tzuri Vigo Ali. We say, Hashem Tzuri Vigo Ali. Hashem's there. I want to tell you, you know, a you know, big rabbi speaking the Ruchnius. No, no, no. It's challenging for me also. It's challenging for everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm a big rabbi, but it's challenging for everyone. For all of us, it's challenging. But if we have the Emunah, we have the Bitachon, we think to ourselves, okay, this is going to be a tough week, but Hashem is going to help me. And we dive. And step number one, Tefillah. The show before, we sp spoke about tefillah. It's so important to daven to Hashem that this week will be an amazing week. We can ask a Kedosh Baruch for anything, by the way. You don't have to be embarrassed. Say, Hashem, oh, I can only ask for this. You can ask Hashem for everything. Hashem loves us. I remember I had a class. I was giving to a bunch of women, a ladies' class, and I was saying, you know, I, 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 I'm so, I, I know it sounds crazy, but we you go here locally looking for a parking spot. It's so hard to find a parking spot. But I have to tell you something. I'm so proud of my wife. You know what she always does? She daven, she prays for a parking spot. Then I had a bunch of ladies who said to me, oh, actually, Rabbi Greenfield, we do the same thing. I'm like, really? Wow, amazing, right? We're, we're Goy Kadosh. We're a holy nation. We could pray to Hashem for everything. So let's pray to Kadosh Baruch number one that we should have an easy, easy week. Now, some of you are thinking, okay, it's not going to be such a hard week. Well, let's remember what happened last year. So this could be, this could be a tough week. Number one. So we have to calm down and trust in Hashem. That's very, very important. Once we feel a little more calm, and, and by the way, breathing, I know this sounds like very, uh, you know, you know, very uh, heebie-jeebie, but the truth of the matter is it's psychologically proven, evidence-based, that breathing does help calm us down. Exercise calms us down. So if you get a chance to breathe deeply, maybe to go out, take a walk, it helps, it helps, it helps, it helps. These things help, it helps, it helps our neurology, and it helps us process things better, and it helps calm us down. Now the question is, as far as 
great, but how do I get my spouse to help me? I know, Rabbi Greenfield, this is great what you're saying. I need help. I need, I need a lot of help this week. What am I going to do? I need help. And, and I'm a, either I'm afraid to ask my husband. He's very busy. I do appreciate that he goes work out for the family, but I don't know how I'm going to do everything myself. At the end of the day, you're right. I do have to shop. We are going to have children around. Children are going to be around. Kids are going to be needy, cranky, fighting, hungry, right? Ladies, you know good and well what I'm talking about. Children at home, such as little children. Ma, I'm hungry. Ma, I'm hungry. They're just constantly hungry. They, they eat and eat and eat and eat. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. It's a bracha. It really is a bracha. But it's hard. It's hard. We're going to talk about setting boundaries in your home a little bit later in the program because that's very important also. We just don't want, we don't want it to be like a laissez-faire type of atmosphere where it's like, okay, kids, you're home. Figure out what you're going to do. It's all going to work out. No, there has to be structure. Structure is very, very important in the house. But then again, talk about that car, right? I just had to get a wheel alignment in my car. What is that? That means your front two wheels, tires, right? The front two tires in your car, the front two wheels in your car are misaligned. One is going one way, the other one is going the other way. We need both of those tires, both of those wheels to be aligned going the same way. Same thing, husband and wife, both husbands and wives that are listening to me right now. It's very, very important you're on the same page. Very, very important you're on the same page. So first let's start with the men, and then we'll talk to the women in a second. Men who are listening to this, it's very, very important. You know, I say this, you know, I give these like directions. I'm like, okay, I hope they're not taking it too hard. But you know, I'm just doing this with Baruch Hashem. Me to work with a lot of couples. And I, I, see, I see what works. I see what doesn't work. And it's hard. Of course it's hard. But we have to say to ourselves, okay, I'm not going to shoot from the hip. I'm not going to work on autopilot. I am going to... It's like, you know, like men, when, when you're davening, when you pray this morning, and you try to have kavanah, and all of a sudden you see like your mind's like elsewhere. And like, oh, one second, I'm not focused here. Let, let me pray again. You're praying, right? Amida. And it's like, okay, let me focus, let me focus. Kavanah, same thing over here. When it comes to marriage, it needs a lot of kavanah. Kavanah. Kavanah means to have the right thoughts, but also to stare, stare both of those wheels together with your wife. So it's going to be a hard week. Men, I'm asking you, if possible, ask your wives, is there anything that I can do this week to help you a little bit extra? Don't be scared. If she asks you to do something that you just cannot handle, First, tell her what you could do. I could do this. I could do that. I could do that. And I would love to do what, also this, but unfortunately I can't because I'm not going to have time to have a meeting. Okay, that's okay. But instead of your wife needing to ask you, because it's not easy for her. Now, I'm going to be speaking to the women about asking because it is important. But let's make it, you know, let's make it easier for them. Let's plug into HaKadosh Baruch world of being mevater. Let's be, let's be rachum v'chanun. Let's, let's do what we say every Monday and Thursday. Chesed shel chinam. You don't really deserve it necessarily. I, it's not my role, but I'm going to do it anyways because that's what Hashem does. So let's go out to our wives and say to them, you know what? I know it's going to be a crazy week. Is there any way I can help you? Just, just that. I'm telling you, just those words could be completely transformative for your wife. And like I always say, either do it for Hashem, do it for your wife, or do it for yourself because if you don't do it, there are very high chances that your wife is going to be extremely stressed this week extremely stressed because there's a lot going on. So if you offer the help before and structure it and somehow make a list and a plan, everything will change. You'll see. It'll calm her down. And if she's calm, then you're calm. Because if she's nervous, you're nervous. And you know how it works, guys. 
You know, good and well how it works. When your wife is stressed, you become stressed. And it starts bothering you. Like, what did I do? What's going on? Why are you so upset? You're so upset. Like, you're so far bittered. So let's prevent that. Go to our wives today after the show. Maybe give them a call. Give them a text. And say to them, you know, this is going to be a very hard week. I realize that. Is there any way I can help? And that will make a world of a difference for your wife. So for the men, it really is very simple directions just to do that. However, if your husband's not listening to this show, or for the men who for some reason they can't do that, which I don't know why you can't. It's, I know it's hard, but it's important. And don't be threatened. by don't, don't be scared. There shouldn't be any anxiety related to that. Just ask them, how can I help you? But for, if that doesn't work for whatever reason, because your husband's not listening or your husband's not going to do that, ladies, I'm going to focus this show on requests. We've done this in the past, but I, I want to give you a comprehensive picture of how to get your husband to do for you, to listen to you, to be there for you, and most of all, to help you, which is very, very, very important, especially this week. How do I do that? Because I know if I'm going to ask my husband, well, he'll say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, yeah. He just won't get to it. He'll leave it for last second. He'll delegate it to the kids. Some things I just want him to do. I want to come up with a plan. I don't want to be. La- I don't want to go to the bungalow last second erev Shabbat. I don't want to get there six thirty and have barely time to breathe and put the linen together on the beds and not be able to 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 feel relaxed and normal and light candles all huffing and puffing. I don't want that. So how do I get my husband to to listen? How do I do that? We're going to be talking about that. So let's start by this. This is very very important, ladies, and I hope you're listening to this because it's so 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 important. And, and when I say listening. I know a lot of you listen. You come to me. You're you love your show. It's great. But what's most important is that we're really like plugging into these skills and tools. I'm not going to say you're always going to be successful. It's going to be hard. And you're going to fail. Not, you're going to fail. For sure you're going to fail. But you're going to succeed. Of course, everybody fails. We're with couples. You know, they have a good week. Week's not so good. Another week's better. Another week's better. Then we have a week that's not good. Then we have three weeks that's better. It's a progression. You have to expect to fail. We're not always going to succeed. We're not always going to succeed not implementing the, the right skills and tools and not always yielding the right results. But most of the time, the, results will, the positive results will be yielded if we do it in the right way. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the most important thing. I'll start with this. Never, I know this sounds strange. Ladies, I'm talking to the men also. Never ask now I'm actually really talking to the, primarily to the women who are listening to this. Never ask your husband for anything. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Never ask your husband for anything. Don't ask. Motivate. Don't ask but motivate. How about you feel? I mean, I don't understand what that means. I'm going to explain in a second, but this is an important rule. Don't ask. Don't ask. Because asking ha- can, ha- can be very... It can be very risky, and you'll see soon what I mean. But remember this line, never ask, always motivate. It'll yield the same results. You'll get what you need. But motivate, motivate, and motivate some more. Don't ask, and most definitely don't control, and most definitely don't tell your husband how it's going to be done, or what we're going to do, or what I expect from you, and how it has to be. Now, for some of you ladies who are listening to this, you might be thinking, okay, Rabbi Greenfield, it sounds good. Maybe I'll hear how you say it, but this is what's working for me now. It might be working for you, but it's not a healthy emotional process for you and your husband in the relationship because ultimately your husband is going to resent it. So if you're ordering your husband around and he's listening to you, some of you are listening to this, I wish, right? No, but seriously, if you're, if you're ordering your husband around and he is listening to you, 
steer away from that. Steer away from that because it's not healthy. It's really not healthy. Your husband maybe is going to submit, but he's going to feel resentful at the end. I'm, I'm telling you he's going to feel resentful. We're going to break up requests into three categories. There are, there are simple requests. There are neutral requests. And then there are challenging requests. First, let me tell you like this. Those of you who are listening to this and thinking to yourselves, oh boy, I want to hear what Big Greenfield says today because this is a big problem. My husband does not listen. He really does not listen. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to me talk. He doesn't follow my directions. You should know this is one of the biggest complaints that I get from women, that their husbands are not listening. I want to start by telling you, recent research has shown that men and women differ as far as their physiological mental makeup. There's a doctor, I mentioned it before, and it's important to mention it today. There's a doctor by the name of Dr. Bennett Chayowitz. He's a professor of pediatrics at the Yale University School of Medicine. Now, he discovered that the brain of a woman processes verbal language simultaneously in the two sides of the frontal brain, while men tend to process it in the left side only. Now, as, as frustrating as it sounds, it may very well be that if your husband is focusing elsewhere, he will have a difficult time absorbing what you are saying or requesting. Sometimes you may really need to get his full attention before he will truly listen. When that happens, it may help to realize that he's not ignoring you, but he may truly not be able to initially process what you are saying. This is very important because sometimes you're speaking to your husband, it's like in one ear, out the other. It's not in one ear, out the other. It's they're focused elsewhere. You're not catching them in a good time. They're at work. You call them up. I need this. I need that. And they're in the middle of doing something. They'll tell you, yeah, yeah, and they don't do because it's really not a good time. You know, it's always man and ace. That was that mean? It means always a time, certain hemisphere of time that's the right time. You know, like we have the right time, certain better times to pray to Kaddish Baruch like Yom Tif, Yom Kippur, gates are open. Same thing with your husbands. Certain times that just, it just don't talk to them. They're in the middle of work. It's really not a good time. But I need it. I'm worried. So you know what? Wait till they come home. Sometimes you have to make an appointment with them. I know. Well, my husband's never available. So you say to him, I need to speak to you. We have to have a meeting if you don't mind. Can we make an appointment? When are you available? He'll be, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, let him eat, let him drink, and then come to him. When can we speak a little bit? Okay, so make an appointment. Make sure it's the right time because otherwise it will be in one ear, out the other, not because they want to do it. That's the way their brains are working. They're not women, they're men. Okay. Now, sometimes your husband is listening to you. He doesn't react. Or he tells you he'll take care of it, and never, he just never does. This is a pattern which we call in the field the pursuer-withdrawer symptom. The, the cause of this cycle I generally find to be rooted in the communication style which you are using. It's really about communication. Let's, re let's remember very important. Men are very sensitive to any request in which, which they are feeling controlled. Most men are going to react negatively to any request which involves having them feel subservient to, to you Subconsciously, they might be regressing to their childhood where their parents would order them around. The trick to breaking this destructive cycle is to use words which are perceived as motivators and not controllers. That's, that's the key here. Motivators versus controllers. If we're going to control, if our husbands feel they're being controlled, they're going to tell you, uh, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, and they never get to it, or they push you off, and they don't help you, and then you get frustrated. And you have a right to get frustrated, but they're feeling controlled. Motivation. So what is motivation? Motivation, the way to motivate a man is to give him the freedom he needs to be able to choose and not to be chosen. Let me explain. Your husband needs to feel that if he's doing something, he's doing something for you, not because he does, he's, he's doing something, right? 
He's doing it to you because why? Because he decided to do so and not that he's following orders. And that's the key here. Your husband decided to do it and not following orders. Now, your role in this process is simply to give him an opportunity to choose. Now, the way this is done is by presenting him with a task which will yield the ultimate reward for any husband, name, namely what I call, make, I call making you happy. Now, some of you I know are listening to this and like, I don't know if this is going to work with my husband. He has other issues. Childhood he doesn't want to help me. Isn't that? But I'm telling you, this is like the foundation, number one. So don't, don't, let's not push this off. The foundation is your husband does not want to be controlled. Don't tell him what to do. Why not? He's my husband. He has to. This is his life, his children, his house, his body doesn't take care of his health and his dentist. Why can't I tell him what to do? I don't get it. Ladies, if you're going to have that mindset, I'm being very real with you. It's not going to work. Are you right? Technically, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not fair. It's not fair. He should take care of himself. He should take care of his kids. This is his kids, not just my kids. I get that. I understand that, ladies. But let's just do what works. Trust me, this, it doesn't work to say to him, well, it's your children. Like, how come you're not there for me? I don't understand. This is not just my kids. Why do I have to worry about it? Do it in a way where he'll feel motivated. And we're going to talk in a second about how to do it. So, if you're listening to me, and I'm just going to repeat this. If you're listening and doubting whether your husband really has the desire to make you happy, I just want to tell you, your doubts are probably rooted in your interpretation of his rejection. You have to believe me when I tell you that the reason your husband is not listening is due to his rejection of being controlled and not because of his lack of caring. Because I know how you feel, ladies. You feel like he just doesn't care. And that's what's bugging you really down, deep down. Really, really bugging you that my husband doesn't care. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Like, I'm working so hard, I don't care. So I want to tell you, for those of you who feel this way, obviously not all of you feel this way. Sometimes everybody feels this way. Let's not kid around. There's, there's always a, a point where we feel our husband, our husband doesn't care. Our wife doesn't care. So I want to tell you, it's not that your husband doesn't care. He cares. He cares. He loves you. He wants to make you happy. He, no question about it. But he's feeling either A, controlled, and we're going to talk about something else later, B, he's feeling blamed. He's feeling blamed. He's feeling like it's his fault. In other words, the fact that you're upset or the fact that you need help is because he's not helping you enough and he's this bad person and he's feeling negativity and he's, very, and he's being sensitive. Yes, sensitive. Hypersensitive sometimes. Hypersensitive. Many men, if not a lot of men, a lot of men are very, very sensitive. It comes out of different ways. They don't show that they're sensitive. But yes, it's very normal. Both men and women are sensitive. Sometimes men are much more sensitive than women. They might come out in anger. But yes, they might be sensitive. So, so what do you do? How do I get my husband to do anything if I can't ask for it, Rabbi Greenfield? Okay, this is what you do. You communicate in a fashion which presents the reward followed by the challenge. Remember, your husband is an achievement-based person. I haven't met a husband yet, ever, who does not want to make his wife happy. It, all the husbands who are not making their wives happy, the reason they're doing that is because they simply gave up. They just gave up. They just, I, I, I can't make you happy. Everything, you, you just don't stop. I, I can't make you happy. That's what they're feeling. So they give up. And it's like, you know what? You're going to pursue me. You're going to pursue me. And I'm just not interested anymore because whatever I do, you're not going to be happy. So instead, we have to remember, let's not pursue, let's not control, let's not order our husbands around. Instead, let's motivate them. Let's use the leverage that you have, ladies. You have, I'm telling you, you have this leverage. Believe shum safek, as it said, without any doubt. You have the leverage. The leverage of knowing that you can get your husband to do what you need to do 
through this key here, and that is he wants to make you happy. Even if he's not making you happy, deep, deep, deep down, he wants to make you happy. However, however, wait before you, you clobber me with this. However, he must, 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 must feel appreciated for it. And not in a normal way. I'm saying this. I'm saying this on J Radio clearly to everybody. Not being scared because this is important. Not in a normal way. To praise your husband in a way that he needs. Not in the way that you need, ladies, because you could work, 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 work. And of course you want to be appreciated. And of course you want to be you want your husband to feel like you're working so hard. But you might not need as much as appreciation as your husband needs. <coughs> Excuse me. Very, very important in most cases. Meaning your husband needs to feel like he really did something for you. Like, you know, he made you happy because he's not hearing that enough from you. He's not. He's not. You know what? I'm sorry. Again, you know I'm not trying to attack anyone. You know I'm just trying to help you. Sean I work with couples. And I'm just telling you, no, if not most of us, we're not appreciating each other, both men and women. We're not appreciating each other enough. There can be absolutely no expectations in the marriage. What do you mean? But there's a role. He's working for the money, and I take care of the children. That's true in the back of our minds. But practically speaking, there cannot be any expectations. Anything we do for each other, we have to, we have to appreciate and we have to tell our husband. And here's what you're gonna do, ladies, with whatever you need. This is gonna be the theme, and we're gonna speak it, we're gonna categorize it in a couple of seconds. We're gonna have a little break. And I'm gonna ask you to hang on because we're gonna categorize different types of requests. But the theme is like this. I'm gonna I'm giving you an opportunity to make you happy make me happy. So I just want to let you know, Moshe, Shimon, Shalom. Yaakov, I just want to let you know it'll make me very, very, very happy if we can figure out a way when we go to the bungalow colony that we're there early. Not, you know, last year it didn't work out, and I was so nervous, and I was so pressured. And this year, I'm telling you right now, we better, we better not leave. I will tell you, we better not leave late. We better not leave late because it causes me too much stress. You're right. You're 100% right. And you're 100% right that he has to take the kids to the truck, to the bus in the camp, that he has to do the luggage. And you're not the man in the family, and he has to schlep the luggage, not you. But I would say everything. It'll make me really happy if, we, if you can take care of this. It'll make me really happy. We're going to talk about the specifics in a couple of seconds. But the theme is it'll make me very happy. And then more important, when he does submit, when he does do whatever he does, put him on that pedestal. Put him on the pedestal, like Rabbi Cohen says in Eretz Yisrael. Put him on the pedestal and make him feel like a million dollars. Because when you do that, again, like I say, you're either doing it for Hashem, you're doing it for your spouse, or you're doing it for yourself because then he's going to do it again for you. Because he needs that candy. And I don't mean that, you know, I don't mean it in a childish way. I mean it in a very psychological, professional way, actually. And that is that we need to feel, the man has to feel achieved. His primary need is to feel like, what I have, what, how have I succeeded in this marriage? And when he's not hearing enough appreciation, that's when he gives up, and that's where he feels at loss. We're going to be back very, very soon. Hang in there, and we're going to talk about specific, very specific examples and different methodologies of how to get your husband to help to listen, and for the men, and for the men also, how to get your wives to listen to what you want. We're going to be back. Hold on, and we will be back. <laughs>
מישראל. לא עצמו את עיניו ביום וגם בליל. הקדוש ברא לי יוסף, עוד רבנו, שמגן עלינו, על כל ישראל. הקדוש ברא לי יוסף, עטר את ראשנו, את שמך This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. What we were talking about before the break, I simply need a drink here, and that was um, requests. This is going to be a very, very challenging week to, for everyone. I say almost everyone because this is a transitionary week. We're going from winter to summer, from school to camp, from city to mountains, or from city to deal. A lot of you are going to deal. Know that. So it, it's not easy. It's transition. There's packing, moving, shopping. How do I do it? I can't do this myself. I need help. I need help. This is very hard for me. I'm getting very worried because my husband wants to go to the deal in a couple of days. Well, guess what? I'm not all really ready. I need help. I need his help to motivate the kids to be able to pack. I can't do this myself. And the truth is you really can't. You can't do it yourself. So how do you motivate your husband? How do you motivate your husband to help you, to be there for you? To feel like you're together, you're united, you're a team. Okay. So we were talking about motivating versus asking. Very, very important. Always to motivate and not to ask. Okay. Now, um, what we're going to do now is we are going to categorize the requests. We're going to categorize the requests. Give me a second here. Okay, here we go. I say that you know, there's different types of requests. Different types of requests. There are simple requests, a little more complicated, a little more complicated. I'm going to take them from the bottom. It's important to hear this because I would love all of you to be able to start speaking like this to your husbands and to your wives. What I'm talking about is, number one, simple requests. When I say simple, I mean non-strenuous, easy, straightforward, not complicated, safe requests. Like, for example, very simple. Could you pass the salt? Could you get me a cup? Could you turn on the light? Could you pick up the baby? Okay, so, so uh, the question is like this. What's wrong? Okay, I'm talking to my, to my husband. I'm telling him to pass assault. <laughs> Seriously, like, what do you want me to do here? Let me tell you what I want you to do. I want you to get used to speaking to your husband the right way. And those of you who are speaking the right way, we're going to talk about why it's not working soon. But let me tell you what I want you to do. Very, very important. I want you to, to always, even the simple stuff, give your husband the opportunity. Never ask for anything. Because once you get used to talking this way, it will make the biggest difference in your life. I'm telling you. It's especially, it's especially true for those of you who are just married. Or it's especially true for those of you who never got just married. What I mean by that, some of you have been married for a while, but you never had that like really solid Shana Rishona where you're able to like really structure, plan, and, and just like concrete the, the relationship. So number one, always like if you can, I would appreciate it. If you could pass me the salt, I'm not saying you have to say, if you could pass me the salt, I'd really appreciate it. Obviously, that's dorky. But I'm talking about just giving your husband, and, and husbands and wives, if you can pass the salt, I get it. If you could turn on the light, if you could pick up the baby, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wait a minute, I have to thank my husband for uh, 
picking up the baby. It's his baby. Yes, 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 yes. Let's let thank for everything. I have to thank my wife for uh, taking my dishes or uh, serving me. Yeah, you thank for everything. You can't expect nothing. You thank for everything. We thank. We have hakarata tov is so powerful. So never command. Always ask. I'm saying so even the small thing. Just get used to. I'm telling you. You know, it's funny. I'm sitting here. And I'm thinking to myself, it's going to happen. Like, housewives going to It's going to happen today, ladies. It's going to happen today. You're going to want something from your husband. I guarantee you. Men, you're going to want something from your wives. Start talking the way I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's going to change the dynamic in your relationship. If you haven't done it yet, do it now. Say to your wife, if you can do that, I appreciate it. If you can do it. Now, okay, here's what I need. Here's what you need. I mean, what you need. I, you, I have to give you this? If you could do it. That's the right lashon. That's the right way to speak to your to your spouse. If you can do it, I'd appreciate it. Next, neutral requests. These are a little bit more involved and a little more complicated. For example, could you pick up the cleaners? Could you clear the table of your papers? Could you come her home early tonight for PTA? Could you fix my phone? Change the oil in my car? Can you change the light bulb? Could you, could you help get the duffel bags from the, from the basement? Could you help me with the suitcase? Okay, a little more complicated. Why? Because now it's like, I don't know if I'm going to have time to go to the cleaners for you. You want me to clear the table of the papers? I need my papers on the t I know you want me to clear the, the papers, but it's not Shabbat yet, and I need the papers, and it's hard for me. You want me to come home early tonight because the kids are coming home early? Well, I have to speak to my boss. I don't know if I could do it. You want me to fix your phone? Okay, I'll fix your phone, but... It's very complicated because I, your phone broke and I have to, I want to transfer all the contacts. I have to find someone who knows how to do it. These, these, are, these are a little bit, these, these are neutral, but they're a little more involved. They're a little more involved. And for these, what I say for these types of, of requests, I say like this. I say, for these is where you do the, you know, if you can do that, if Moshe, if you can pick up the cleaners on your way back from, from, from work, I'd really appreciate it. You don't have to go into cars. You don't have to go into this whole, you know, stretched out, who knows what, please, I beg you. Just if you can do it, it'll make me really happy. Husbands need reminders. Yeah, husbands need reminders. Sometimes you'll tell him in the morning, he'll forget. So you could text him. You could write him, you know, before he leaves work. If you could pick up the cleaners, appreciate it. If you can pick up a duffel bag, I would appreciate it before you come home. If you can, uh, if you can pick up the kids, pick up the children today. There's no busing, maybe. I really, or if you can take, you know, tonight all the children are coming home, I'm packing, and it's going to be a little bit difficult for me to make dinner. If you could pick up some pizza before you come home, I'd really appreciate it. Now, when your husband comes home with the pizza, or if your husband comes home with the cleaners, please, ladies, don't just like, oh, hi, how are you? Okay, thank you. No, 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 thank you for being, no. Moshe, Aaron, I really appreciate you stopping by the cleaners. Thank you. I really, it makes a big difference for me. Thank you. It really helped me today. Yankee, I really appreciate you picking up pizza for the kids. That, that made a big difference for me. I really appreciate it. It's very important that because, again, either do it for Hashem, do it for your spouse, do it for yourself. When you give your husband what he needs and he needs to feel appreciated, he needs to feel validated, he, feel, he needs to feel accomplished, achieved, I call it. So when you give it to him, next time you ask him, his subconscious will remind him that he's going to get the candy. Now you're going to say to yourself, well, it's his children. What do you mean? I have to do this right by Greenfield? Listen, do you want to do, do you want to be right or do what's right? And I quote Rabbi Blach from Lakewood. Amazing man. I love that man. That what? 
Tzaddik, it's a tzaddik, a man, he's a rabbi. And I want to tell you, he's an amazing, amazing person. In the early years, or many years ago, whatever, I was working, got involved with Shalom Bayes. He said, he said to me, sort of like a mentor for, for me in a way, he said to me, like this, don't, we'll tell, we'll tell your spouses, the what? Not to be right, but to do what's right. So ladies, don't do not do that. Well, his, his children, his, his responsibility, there are no responsibilities. Make believe there's no responsibilities. But the same thing for the men. Make believe there's no responsibilities. Thank your wife for everything. Thank your husband for everything. So this is very important. So again, if you could do it, that would make me very happy. Now we come to something else. Challenging, very difficult. Sometimes your spouse will harbor animosity for these requests. Animosity. For example, like we said before, you want to come to the bungalow colony early. He, he doesn't know if he could do it because there's a lot of pressure. He's going to work that day. And there's a lot of expenses for your husband right now. And he can't miss work. And you want to go early. He wants to, he wants to do a little bit later. And it's very, very hard for him. So you'll say to him, for example, you know, this Shabbos, you know, we're going to the country now, but please, let's, let's leave early because I, I, I can't. For he's going to feel like, whoa, what do you mean? I'd love, like, what do you want from me? Uh, it's not up to me. I work. What do you want? You want me to stop working? So of course it's a pshara. Of course it's a, of course you can find out some sort of way where you can balance and compromise. But he, he might feel attacked by that. I'll give you regular examples which can happen in a year, during the year. For example, here are a couple of questions. Could we go to my sister for Shabbat? Could you call the child's Rebbe and ask him to get Moshe and Ruchavrusa? That can happen during the year. It can happen now in camp. Where he might also have a Rebbe. He might have someone who teach her. Could I have some money? Right? There's a trigger issue. Can I have some money for shoes, for a bathing suit, for, 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 for outfits? It's campus here. Look at this list. Oh, boy, there's a trigger. So this, this, is, this, is, this is one, okay? Here's, here's another one. Husband, you want to start Shabbat early. Your wife wants to start, start it late or she wasn't ready. Could we start Shabbat early? Could I invite someone for Shabbat? Last mi minute, telling your wife, can I invite someone for Shabbat? Can I go to a shiur? My friends are going to, uh, my, my friends are going away two days to Niagara Falls and they want me to come with them. And I know that you can't go because you're working. Is that okay? That's, by the way, a very dangerous request. Because I say it's dangerous. Why do I say it's dangerous? Because that doesn't work with every couple. <laughs> it doesn't work. Some couples it works. Some couples it doesn't work. And by the way, that's going to really lead me to the next issue. And the next issue here really is going to be as far as bungalow colonies. Because bungalow colonies could be a very dangerous place. It really could be. The reason I say that is for a whole host of reasons. But the most important reasons I say it's, it could be dangerous is because men, you're sending your wives to the bungalow colony and you're not there during the week, they're not really receiving a lot of oxygen. What I mean by that is that they're not really feeling, you know, they're not really getting much of your attention, appreciation, any affection. And then you come back and it's like last second and you don't really pay attention to them. I'm not saying all men do this. But what I am saying is that when this is done, and it's very, very commonly done, it could be a very big problem. But in any case, these are questions that I'm saying right now which are, which are a little bit more difficult. How do we do these questions? How do, we, how do we ask our husbands in a way where they're going to listen to us, where they're going to submit, where they're going to want to help us? You know, another very important complaint I get from ladies. And now ladies who are listening to this, you know exactly what I mean for a lot of you. And that is like, I want my husband to do it with a good heart, with a lev tov. I don't want to feel like he's doing me a favor. I want to do it with a good heart. How do I get him to do that? Well, first of all, 
I can't guarantee anything. I will tell you how to speak to your husband, and chances are that he's going to do this with the left toe if you do it the way I'm saying right now. The men who are listening to this, it's always important to do things with a good heart to your wife. It's important, not just like to do her the favor. Okay, I'll do you the favor. She wants to feel like you're helping, like you want to help her. Ladies, find the right time. Find the right time. Say for argument's sake, you want to, you want to, you want to come to the mountains. You're going to, to the mountains or deal in Erev Shabbat, and you want to be there early. You don't want to be there last second. Tell your husband, start like, car. Number one, number one, connect to your husband. Say to him, I know that Friday is going to be really crazy. I know it's going to be really, really crazy. There's a lot going on. And I know you have a lot of responsibilities on Friday, but it, that's number one. Connect. Number one. Or cut, I, I, I use either connect or cut off his alarm system. Whichever idiom you want to use, not a problem. Number two, A, accept rejection. This is not always easy. You can't always do this. If you're asking, if you're asking your husband to go to your sister for Shabbat, then maybe you can accept rejection. But if you're asking your husband to be early to the mountains or to deal because you need time to just breathe and to be able to set the, the, the beds and just make yourself feel a little bit more normal, then you can't always accept rejection. But if you could re accept rejection, this is such a powerful tool to tell your husband, if you can't do this, I understand. Or I'll try to understand. So if you can't accept rejection, you say, if you can't do this, I'll try to understand, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll try to understand. If, if you can't do this... Now you're giving your husband complete and utter bechira. You're giving him the choice. In other words, I'm, don't do it for me. Do it because you want to do it. You're motivating your husband. He's decided he wants to do it. And then you can make the request. When you make the request, you don't say to your husband, we really need to be early, we really need to be early this, this year. Every year we go to the mountains and you know, we get there really late. We really need to be early. Or every year, you know, the kids are home and I'm going crazy and I have no help. I need help this year. I really need help. You can't. The kids are home. They make me crazy. I have to pack. I have to shop. I, and then we have to get the kids. I need your help. This is not right. Say to your husband, I know how hard this week is going to be for you because financially I know it might be very pressuring for you this week. This applies to most husbands today. It might be very, very pressuring for you this week. Or you're working very hard this week. But if you can't do this, I understand. But if you can help me a little bit with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that would make me so happy. That would make me so happy. Now, ladies, I just want to tell you something. This is important. Because I'm a realist. I'm a realist. Let me explain what I'm talking about. It's very possible when you tell your husband these things that your husband's reaction is going to be as follows. That your husband is going to react that, of course, he wants to help you, but he's going to tell you all the stuff that he has to do. He has to fix his car. Like, what? You want me to help you? You know I have to fix my car. You know I have to take care of my taxes. And you know I have a report due for my boss. And you know that, 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 that I, I, I'm, I'm like way behind in the grocery bills. And, and you want me to what? You want me to help you this week? Like, I don't understand. Generally, I'm telling you, your husband will not react this way. If, if you're going to talk to him the way I'm telling you to talk to him, he's not going to react this way. But if you find yourself like impossible to talk to, to your husband the way I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to, and he reacts in all this type of way, just let him vent. Listen to me. Don't argue with him. Don't tell him, what do you mean you have to do things? I also have things to do. What are you talking about? This is not fair. Don't go for the tit for tat. That's not what Hashem wants from us. Let him vent. He just needs to vent. Same thing, by the way, for, uh, for, for men who are asking their wives for things. And you ask your, your wife for something. Let's say you want, you know, this Shabbos, can you please make whatever it is? And your wife says to you, are you serious? I have to shop and clean sh for Shabbos. I have to help my mother for the tailoring. I have to pick up the kids from school. I, I have to take Shlomi to the doctor. I, I don't know how I could do everything. And she's like, whatever. 
don't get like overwhelmed by your spouse's reaction when they start like giving, shooting at you all the stuff that they have to do. Instead, reassure, validate, accept, and understand. Say to your spouse, that's horrible. I know you have a lot what to do. So if your husband is giving you the business, ladies, when you're asking him for telling you all the things that he has to do, don't fight with him. Don't fight with him. Just tell him, you're right, you have a lot what to do. I know it's very hard for you. And then trust me, if he feels validated, he'll do whatever you need to do. He'll, he'll do it. He'll do it. Especially if you ask him in the right way. Especially if you don't tell him, this is what we need to do. I don't believe you. That's why I told you. It's very important for us to relax before we ask these questions. That we don't have our hats on. Go to previous shows if you've never heard about hats. Very, very important, okay? To be able to tell our husbands, when we hear our husbands like shooting at us with all the things that he has to do, or we hear our wife shooting at us with all the things that he, she has to do, just to listen and to understand and not to fight and say, yeah, it's crazy. And for the husbands, most importantly, when you hear your wife's like overwhelmed and I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do the other thing and how am I supposed to do this all myself? Guys, please do this for Hashem. If not for yourself, do it for Hashem. And that is the following. Say to your wife the magical words. Five magical words. How can I help you? I cannot tell you how powerful that is. You could completely diffuse all your wife's stress by those five magical words. How can I help you? I'm like being so strong about this because I see it. I see, I see it when I'm working with couples. It's so important. How can I help you? But, man, but ladies, my, 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 my husband's not saying this. That's why. Talk the way I'm telling you. Talk the way I'm telling you. Find the right time to speak to your husband. Tell him, I know next week is going to be crazy for you. I know we have a lot of expenses. I know that you're going to be so busy. But if you can help me with the packing and taking the child to the bus, I'd really appreciate it. Because last year I had to take him to the bus and it didn't work. No, don't say that. But tell him, if you can help me with taking the children to the bus, that would make a very, very big difference in my life. Now your husband's probably going to tell you, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. Say to him, no problem. I understand that you don't know if you could do it. By the way, I don't know if I could do it. Generally means I, I, I don't want to feel controlled. I, I, I want to do it myself. I'm going to end up doing it for you. <clears throat> so don't worry. But I'm going to tell you now, I don't know if I could do it. No problem. Have another conversation with him later on. If you're scared that he's not going to do it, have another conversation with him later on and say to him, by the way, I'm sorry to make you crazy, Moshe, Yaakov, honey. But could you... It, it, Next week, Monday, Tuesday night, you'll be able to take care of that for me? I just, I just need to know because I'm very nervous about it. He'll reassure you. He'll reassure If you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Well, I, I still don't know if I could do it for you. No problem. When you know, please let me know because I'm very, very nervous about it, okay? And he'll, he'll do it. Chances are he'll do it or he'll reassure you that he will do it. That's, that's what's important. That's what's important. It's important to motivate your husbands, give them the opportunity, and when he actually does it, whatever it is that you're asking him to do this week, put him on the pedestal and say to him, Moshe, I really appreciate you taking kids to the bus. I really appreciate you helping with packing. I really appreciate you sitting with all the kids and helping them pack. It really made a very, very big difference for me, and I really, really appreciate that. It's so important to appreciate. Okay, I want to move on. We're going to skip a lot. Maybe next week we're going to do more about requests. But I want to talk about some practical stuff over here, some really practical stuff before I leave because we're almost on the show. Again, it's going to be a difficult week. It's going to be a very difficult week for a lot of us. So what I want to say here is as follows. Number one, don't get overwhelmed. It'll all work out. It'll all work out. Hashem will help us. I know this week is a stressful week. Hashem will help us. 
we're going to have our husbands helping us. We're going to have our children's helping us. Speak to your husband the way I'm saying to him. Always start with connecting to him, saying to him, I know how hard it is for you. Don't, you could think in your mind, it's his kids. It's his life. I don't understand why I have talked like this to my husband. But just say to him, I know how hard it is for you. I know how difficult it is for you. I know how expensive it is for you. I know how expensive. I know that money is very tight. I know money is very tight, and, and if there's any way I, I could like maybe take away from this camp list, I really would. But can we look at this together and like figure out what we can give bracha for camp, what we could give Moshe for camp? Speak like that to your husbands, ladies. I'm telling you, you could get everything that you want. That's number one. Number two, your children are going to be home. It's going to be challenging with many of you who have children at home. Bubbies and Zadies who are listening to this show, please, this week is a wonderful week to help your children with your grandchildren. Offer to take your grandchildren a couple of days. Offer to help because your children, especially your daughters, are going to be very, very, very stressed if they have kids. They're going to be very stressed. Offer to take them. Maybe not just one day, maybe two days. It'll help them. It'll help them alleviate the stress. Parents, you have children. Let I know that there's no school, but any create a structure anyways. Create a structure in your house. Work together with your husband. Sit with your husband and create a structure. For example, minyan. Which minyan are the boys going to? It can't just be whatever. You can say to them, which minyan do you want to go? Do you want to go 9 o'clock? I just want to know. Create a structure. If there's no structure, things become hefker. Things go crazy. Have a schedule. Here's what we're doing. Those of us, I know many of us, <coughs> talk about myself, my children, we want to make sure our children, our children are learning Torah just because uh, it nothing to do. We, well, you're not going to learn Torah. So we want to make sure if they're older kids, don't force them. Motivate them. Don't tell them you better learn. What's the schedule? Younger kids, then you could create a structure. Here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be learning in the morning. You're going to be going to the Minyan. Then you're going to be learning. I'm going to have breakfast prepared for you. Then we're going to have a break. We're going to have lunch. Create a structure for your kids. If there's no structure, it's hefker. Kids get bored. Create a routine. Create a schedule especially with packing. When it comes to packing, you know, be the guide on the side. Grab your list, and you're helping your child pack. You're not packing for them. You're doing it together. Husbands, you're listening to me. It's very important to do this together with your wives, or at least motivate your children to do what I'm talking about because we want to work together. Remember that the, the car, you know, the car has two wheels, two tires. If it's misaligned, it's going to be a bumpy, bumpy trip. But if you're working together, you're on the same page, you're going to have an amazing trip. It'll be a challenging week, but it'll all work out. Bezrat Hashem. Yitzbarach. And not only are you going to have a fulfilling week, you're going to look back next week and go, wow, that was a tough week, but we worked together, me and you, me, you and your husband, you and your wife, and you're going to feel so good, you're going to feel so connected, you're going to have such shalom bias, the Kedusha is going to enter into your house, the Shekhinah is going to enter your house, and you're going to have an amazing, amazing summer. Thank you for listening. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. We will be here again, Hashem, next week. Thank you, and have a great week. <laughs>